first reading today is from 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 20 through 22. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clan, and the clan of the Matrites was taken by Lot. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Next we hear from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I am appointed, for this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel reading today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 19 through 34. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. So we continue talking about the baggage that gets in the way of our calling. Uh, Today, I would like to talk about literal baggage, (laughs) actual stuff getting in the way of our calling Now, most social media platforms, some of you may know, have a function called the hashtag. Uh, You use a hashtag, which is known to those of us who lived in the time before cell phones as the pound sign, in front of a word or phrase to make the post more easily searchable by others. So you can use it to find things that relate to a specific word or phrase. Uh, One of the, the very most popular ones, especially this time of year, is hashtag blessed. And so for giggles, I searched this hashtag on Twitter, which is a word-based social media platform, and on Instagram, which is a photo-based social media platform, and I found some really ridiculous stuff without even trying very hard. Our idea of what makes us blessed or not can be a bit weird in our culture. Uh, This one I think is sports-related, but I have no idea what it is actually saying. Uh, Let's go, fork baby, go devils, hashtag blessed, hashtag fear the fork. I have no idea what that means, but they're apparently blessed by a fork and a sport thing. Um, One of the silliest ones I found was from a kitchen company in the UK. Uh, Hashtag freebie Fridays are back, and today we're giving you the gift of stain-free work tops, hashtag blessed. And then it goes on to talk about how you can win these um, countertops, as if we're not blessed if our countertops are not stain-proof. No idea where they're going with that one. People were hashtag blessed when they signed on with college and pro sports teams. When their team won, there were a lot of sports-related hashtag blessed posts. Uh, When they bought a new BMW, got an office with a view, Uh, There was one person who was hashtag blessed because the server at the restaurant actually accidentally brought them two meals. (laughs) Lucky? Yeah. (laughs) Blessed? I'm not quite sure. Uh, One guy was hashtag blessed because he brushed his teeth that morning. I don't even know where he was going with that one. (laughs) Everybody else was hashtag blessed because he brushed his teeth that morning. Yes. And a girl on Instagram was hashtag blessed, hashtag blessed prayer hands emoji. She was super blessed by new fake eyelashes. (laughs) Yeah. The running theme in the majority of the posts that I found was that someone got something they wanted or something that elevated their status in some way. 
Hashtag blessed has sort of become a way of saying I leveled up in the world's game. I look better. I have better stuff. I have more money. In viewing our blessings in light of worldly status like this, though, we enter into a game we can never really win, no matter how well our football team is doing. We get sucked into a pattern of if I just had X, everything would be better. And this is a dangerous cycle in which we find ourselves constantly worrying about achieving the next thing. It's okay to have goals, but when we start pinning our happiness on our definition of being blessed on these worldly acquisitions, we're on a slippery slope. We're in trouble when we start using gratitude as a gimmick, something we do to look like a good person who has it all together. Matthew warns us against this very thing. When we start worrying about how hashtag blessed we are, we miss the actual blessing, righteousness, given to us in Jesus Christ. The more we fall into the trap of worldly status and trying to store up for the future, the less we are able to see God's kingdom. This is not to say that we shouldn't prepare for the future. Do not go out and cash out your retirement (laughs) savings plans. It doesn't mean that we should be careless and say, well, God's got it, and not worry at all about anything. But we have to remember that all things we do are to be done to serve the kingdom. If it's all about having the best eyelashes or the shiniest BMW or the office with a view, we're missing the kingdom. Next week, we celebrate Christ the King Sunday, the day we remember that Jesus is ruler of all. And so this week, as we prepare for Thanksgiving, we set aside the worldly things that we fall into servitude to, all the misplaced gratitude that are getting in the way of allowing Christ to rule our hearts. No one can serve two masters. We cannot live truly grateful lives in which we turn to God as our master if there are other things we are secretly hanging on to as making our life good. To some, this may feel a bit like a scolding, but I don't mean it to sound that way at all. In another part of the Gospels, Jesus does say that the more you have, the harder it is for you to see God's kingdom. But this is less about what you have and more about what you want. There isn't anything wrong with having a warm house to live in or running car or even fake eyelashes, for that matter, as long as we remember that those aren't what life is about. And that if we don't have those things or if they aren't as nice as the house next door or the car our neighbor drives or the eyelashes the girl on Instagram has, we aren't any less blessed. We are free from having to be hashtag blessed. We are free to be truly grateful in life. Matthew isn't saying we are to be enslaved to a life of poverty. He's not saying we're all called to sell everything and become monks. This is not a message meant to punish or take away. It's a message meant to free, to free us from materialistic anxiety, from worldly worries. We are free from those anxieties and those worries when we serve God alone. I found a beautiful story this week that I think illustrates this well. It's from A Second Helping of Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
Not generally the sort of book that I, I get really wound up about, but this is a great, a great piece. Reverend John R. Ramsey tells how in one church a certain person provided him with a rose boutonniere for the lapel of his suit every Sunday. At first he really appreciated it, but then it just sort of became routine. Then one Sunday it became very special. As he was leaving the Sunday service, a young boy walked up to him and said, Sir, what are you going to do with that flower? At first the preacher didn't know what the boy was talking about. When it sank in, he pointed to the rose on his lapel and asked the boy, Do you mean this? The boy said, Yes, sir. If you're just going to throw it away, I would like it. The preacher smiled and told him he could have the flower and then casually asked what he was going to do with it. The boy, who was probably no more than 10 years old, looked up at the preacher and said, Sir, I'm going to give it to my granny. My mother and father divorced last year. I was living with my mother, but she married again and wanted me to live with my father. I lived with him for a while, but he said I couldn't stay, so he sent me to live with my grandmother. She is so good to me. She cooks for me and takes care of me. She's been so good to me that I wanted to give her that pretty flower for loving me. When the little boy finished, the preacher could hardly speak. His eyes filled with tears, and he knew he had been touched by God. He reached up and unpinned the rose. With the flower in his hand, he looked at the boy and said, Son, that is the nicest thing that I've ever heard, but you can't have this flower because it's not enough. If you look in the front of the pulpit, you'll see a big bouquet of flowers. Different families buy them for the church each week. Please take those flowers to your granny because she deserves the very best. Then the boy made one last statement, which Reverend Ramsey said he will always treasure. The boy said, what a wonderful day. I asked for one flower, but I got a beautiful bouquet. That's the thankful spirit. That's the gratitude attitude. <laughs> Phrases like that are why it's soup for the chicken, or chicken soup for the soul or not the kind of book I usually gravitate toward, but that's the gratitude attitude. It's the attitude that should guide our giving and our lives. Like that boy's granny, God has blessed us so much. God has been so good to us that giving shouldn't even be a question. It should just flow from us naturally. The boy was not hashtag blessed because someone gave him flowers. He wasn't hashtag blessed because of something he earned. He was actually blessed. He saw God's blessing because he had something to give back to the one who cared for him so deeply. Gratitude is not about letting everyone out there know about all the great stuff you have. Gratitude is about taking the great stuff available to you and using it to thank God for the gift of freedom. And not all of the hashtag blessed posts you find out there are materialistic. Isaiah Thomas says, Thank you, God, for waking me up and starting me on my way. Another one says, my mom called me last night to chat, said, people talk about being blessed, but I know I'm blessed. My mom has experienced the death of her young daughter, the death of her oldest daughter, the death of her husband. She has one kidney and has had cancer. She knows Jesus. People were grateful for comforting words of scripture, for seeing God's love in others, and for their faith communities. This week, as you think about the things that you are grateful for, perhaps even as you were asked on Thursday afternoon around the dinner table, as you think about the blessings in your life, don't stop there with just the expression um, verbally of that gratitude. 
Um, because gratitude is not the end goal. Gratitude is just the catalyst to launch us into acts of giving back to the one who grants us freedom. Amen.